Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. <laughs> Las Vegas, the Windy City, is that right? Yes, the City of Angels. City of Angels, yeah. That's why they call it Las uh, Angeles. Ooh, Ooh the Simi States. <laughs> We fucked it up already, the guys. Simi State. Welcome to Las Vegas. I think it's Show Me, not Nevada. Simi. Nevada. Simi State, Show Me State, Do Me State, uh, Rock Me State. I don't, I don't, I'll those take either could, one of them. Those could all be in Nevada, yeah. I think so. Uh, we are here for the biggest fight of the year. Well, it's because it's January. <laughs> it's January. Nailed it. Boom. Bango. Uh, we got John Anik with us. That was kind of a dad joke, wasn't it? Ah, was it? I uh, we got John Anik with us. Say, yeah. say hello to the what people, a, What John. an absolute honor to be back with you boys, you know? I mean, I know it takes a Conor McGregor fight to get you assholes I know. to Nevada. So. Well, I mean, you're not here all the time. No, I bet six or seven times a year. But no, we got to get you guys on the road consistently with this Drinking Bros podcast. Well, oh, we, we, we actually are pretty much. I mean, during the fall, we go to, what, every two weeks we're at the biggest event? Yeah, whatever the biggest football game is. We usually try to pair it up, like uh, do a college and an NFL game the same weekend. We right. call it a bang bang in the biz. That's what well, the restaurant bang bang. Is yeah, right show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got to bang bang it, dude. <laughs> you do the Chinese food and then you eat the Mexican, like bang right bang. After, yeah, and then yeah. you're then you're still hungry half an hour later. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. Um, I'm I'm already pre dreaming about Guy Fieri's fucking trash can nachos. I think that's <laughs> not because, a sponsor. I think that's because you had uh, sixty vodkas on the way. Here well, on the plane this afternoon. I am who I am, Dan. Yeah. You know, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying. This actually smelled pretty good when I walked in here tonight, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smell great. <laughs> uh, you look great. Hey, thanks, you were buddy. calling the fight uh, Saturday nights. You and Mr. Joe Rogan uh, gonna get gonna get wet on Saturday nights with uh, McGregor. <laughs> he's look. He's one of our faves. Yeah. Um, you're one of our faves. Thank you for coming back on the show. Um, one thing that struck me a little differently about this this particular fight was the build up in the press conference. Right. McGregor's not talking shit. And, and I'm not I'm not used to it. I don't know what's going on, what's happening or if he's just that locked in and focused, but uh it seems odd so far. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would would voice that opinion and share that opinion. I think there are a lot of different factors and layers to it. I would start with the fact that this fight only got finalized 5 weeks ago. So there wasn't some exhaustive promotional tour. There right. was not anything really up until the press conference we had here during fight week on Wednesday. So it's not like he had all these opportunities to talk a bunch of shit. And I think that helps build and maybe you have more than one or two stare downs. And so maybe some animosity builds a little bit. But at the end of the day, for Conor McGregor, this is probably very liberating to not have to, you know, talk a bunch of shit to have just such a respect for your opponent that he doesn't give you a whole lot of ammunition, a lot of angles to attack verbally. Yeah, I mean, I, you, don't, you don't hear a whole lot of people talking shit about Cowboy Cerrone anyways. Yeah. But don't you guys feel like, I feel like no matter what Connor says, even in a respectful setting, and I could be off on this, but I just enjoy hearing the guy talk, right? Because he's not, nothing's pre-rehearsed, he just shoots from the hip. Same. Uh, look, he's one of my favorite entertainers in yeah. the world, and I'll say entertainer because to me he's more than just a UFC fighter. Yeah, right? being a good fighter is not enough. No, not I mean, it's, an, it's enough to win, but, like, look, even, even Khabib's biggest, uh, the people's biggest gripe against him, I think, for a long time was he was boring and whatever the fuck. Like he didn't, he would right. sit, he would yeah. sit there at the press conferences and not talk shit. Well, 
people got a dose of how not boring he is when he jumped out of the goddamn cage, right? right? right. Which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, that was fucking great. I don't give a shit about the suspension. Fuck all that. That was. I think that was good theater, and that's what all this is anyways, right? Of course. Well, Conor McGregor gets people to Vegas, right? I mean, this yeah. gate's going to just be absurd on Saturday night. Oh, so, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You get? Do you get dope-ass tickets for this shit? How I does get, that work I for you? I have two tickets in my contract, so uh, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them dope-ass like Bruce Buffer floor seats yet, but I'm starting year nine with the UFC, so hopefully by uh, year 19 we'll get some... Uh, <laughs> octagon side seats but no they take good care of me and uh we so so we have a ticket guy who's always on the show right uh, benny benny the ticket guru benny yeah. daniel I'll give him a shout out um <laughs> well, why don't you shout out his actual company so i will tickets to all now.com go there right now um look i can have friends too and not sponsor their shit that's showbiz baby yeah it's showbiz baby i'm friends with ron jeremy i'm gonna talk about his dick you know he, also, he's got an 11-inch hammer. <laughs> Joe Rogan did a good bit on him back in the day, by the way. He was like, if you're thinking about trying to suck your own dick, uh, it's probably not worth it. No, it's not fun. And here's why. He knows Ron Jeremy as well, and he's like, Ron, can you still suck your own dick? And he goes, no. And he's like, why not? He goes, gut got in the way. Yeah. So you yeah. could he could suck his own dick, but sandwiches were better. That's what Joe said. I believe that. It's true. So, it's true. Um, just don't fuck? break your back out there, kids. No, <laughs> don't, so where, where are your tickets at? Uh, it depends, right? So if I have family in town, I think they'll be located differently. But my seats, more often than not, they can see me, right? So they can see, in theory, if it's my family or friends, they yeah. can see me and see the broadcast table. Uh, and they also have a great octagon vantage point, right? Because most people, if you're really looking to watch the fights, yeah. see, I'd rather be on the floor just hobnobbing and, and just Same. watching everything that's going on. Yeah. A 15-minute decision. There's a lot to look at. I'd rather sit on the floor than be a level up and have a perfect picturesque view of the octagon. So, sorry to my family. You're not on the floor. Same. So, so your family doesn't get to sit on the floor? No. I mean, maybe we can affect change here on this podcast. Dan was telling me before the show I need to uh, increase my American profile a little bit. Big internationally, not so much here in, uh, in the it's, 50 it's states. Weird. It's weird. For at least... <laughs> I don't know what the number is, and I don't I don't know if you even know, but uh, for at least fifty major pay per view events with UFC now, you've been co lead with with Joe or somebody else. And yes, sir. You've been sitting next to one of the most famous people in the world, calling one of the most watched sports in the world, in the country that watches it more than anybody in the world, and still people don't know who you are sometimes. It's, well, it's very you, bizarre to me. Well, and I'm okay with it. Believe you me, right? I mean, I enjoy the anonymity. And when I go to Australia, obviously, mm. it's a little bit of a different beast walking down the street. Uh, but in Australia, this is huge, right? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll be sitting at the airport and women are coming up to us and saying, oh, I haven't seen the post-fight press conference yet. And it's like, I don't even watch the post-fight press conference necessarily. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. People's they just ingest everything we do, so they see us a lot. But I think we're we're making a lot of strides domestically. And again, too, if you look at play by play guys across all sports, mm, yeah, a lot of us don't have this big social media presence. It's not like you know we can just post about everything recreationally that we're doing all the time. There's a certain sort of line to toe, and I try to walk up to it and and maybe cross it at times and yeah. get two oh nine tattoos and things like that. But for the most part, uh, a play by play guy. You know, you're kind of supposed to sort of fall blend. in a little bit of a blend of a, a circle. You, you, know? ever think, you ever think about getting tatted up? Start wearing more affliction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back it out, dude. Come I'm out, you. no, come, come out, come out, looking like Adam Levine did at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, take, right. Take your shirt off, and it looks like somebody like 
the whole contact sheet. Yeah, the contact. The contact sheet. Those are just examples. So now give me the whole thing. Give me the whole fucking thing. I want it all at once. I want every Sailor Jerry tat you got. <laughs> I want it all. I'm starting with Anchor. Go to fucking rum. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just saying, it's so you can increase your shit. Um, maybe, just, or just walk up on the street. Homeless people fighting. You start announcing it Ooh, on Instagram. I like that. Kind of no, like Bob that, Menry. Now, bum fights, they got shut down, though. They did. But I'm saying, fucking start it up again. We'll, just make, it, for we'll make it two separate companies. One company will start the fight, and he will just happen to be there announcing the fight. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I'd that like way, there's that. some separation. It's like a shell company. So I think the, the best thing I could do would be to wear the mustache. See, I have a mustache like you when I'm home in Florida, Boom. but I don't wear it on the broadcast. And you got you not allowed? You, you Is got, it like the Yankees? You got a peacock, baby. You got to get like come out there wearing a fucking Dolomite hat or some uh, shit. I mean, I couldn't have a, a beard as thick as Dan's for sure. Well, no, no I, I can't either. not many people can but do that. But for me, I, I could grow that very quickly, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. right? But no, I, I have to trim it down. Like the beard has to be groomed. And I think a mustache is a little bit of a, not in your case, sir, but a little bit as a, <laughs> as a play-by-play guy of like, hey, look at me. All of a sudden I got a fucking mustache after the new year, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit. <laughs> you know what they call it in, in Hollywood? What's that? Mustache acting. So it's like, hey, if you, if you walk in with a mustache for the role, it's like, hey, you're, you're doing too much. Um, mm. Can we stop with the mustache acting? <laughs> That's what they told Clay on Lethal Weapon. So they, they told him he couldn't have a mustache. They were like, hey, man, what the fuck's the deal with the mustache? And he was like, I thought it would be cool for this character. And they're like, yeah, we're not a big fan of mustache acting, so could you, could you get rid of it? And he, he lied and said yes, and then they shot the pilot, and they were like, what the fuck? And everybody loved it, but right. I get it, though, because if you had a stash... It would be overwhelming, but you'd be famous as shit. Well, it would sit right. It'd be like, oh, there's that UFC guy with the mustache. Man, he looks like a, you know. But he looks like a disc, a sweet yeah. nickname for you, Anik at the Disco. You know, and it's That's just pretty like, oh, good. That's pretty good. But, I mean, I don't know about you guys and the way you grew up, but my dad had a mu- It's amazing that mustaches in the 1980s were omnipresent and acceptable, and now somehow in 2020, you'd have to get permission to wear yeah you have to television. register as a sex offender i believe yeah, right. yeah. if you uh grow a mustache like that <laughs> therein lies the rub yeah. when we got here i had to go door to door to every room in the hotel <laughs> and then say hi my name is ross my name is ross sex offender i've got a mustache if you come close please you know um i have to put my dick you know in an ice one of those uh those ice chests you yeah. know um, an ice oh, bucket, man. just so they know, like, hey, he's not going to get hard right, trying to attack right. someone. Do you ever, uh, do you ever go on uh, Rogan's Fight Companion show with Shop and those guys? I, you know, he invited me. I have yet to be in L.A. to go on, but I can't wait to be in studio with See, that. I'm hoping it happens. That's one thing that'll that might boost your yes. power. Yes, a, a couple of people watch Joe Rogan's show, well, right? Yeah, right? But I think in my position, it would people be... haven't heard you live, except unless the, the people right. that listen to your podcast, sure. but they haven't heard you. They've right. heard you do right. play by play, but they haven't right. heard you. You right. know what I mean? Well, and you you're guys a cool motherfucker. Well, that, I appreciate you're that. You guys know me uh, on a personal level. Yeah. It w- I think it would be easy for me, given my access and friendship with Joe, to be like, hey, man, next time we have a UFC pay per view in Anaheim, would love to come in studio or whatever. But I don't know. I guess just for me, uh, that's never been my style. I think, I, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert per se, because uh, I don't think you, you go as far far down this path as i've gone if you're an introvert but i i don't know man i just uh i kind of like to lay back in the cut i guess well here's what you can do though you got a twin brother i do and our so our buddies identical or fraternal identical yeah whoa just like so trippy he's got hair like down to his shoulder you know marcus luttrell right from Mm -hmm. lone survivor so his he's got a twin morgan 
Right. And Morgan doesn't really go in public anymore because he gets mistaken for Marcus all the oh, time. So yeah. you can just yeah. do that. You could fuck your brother's whole life up. Dude. No doubt. I, dude, I get a crazy story about an identical twin. You remember Pedro from uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Yep. He had an identical twin. So when the movie exploded, they used to do these club bookings for celebrities. And it was very lucrative, right? All you'd have to do is go show up at a club or an opening or something for like four hours. And they would literally set a timer on the table. As soon as that was over, you could leave or you can stay and party. Right. And they give you bottle service and all that shit. Well, he was getting 15 grand a pop after Napoleon Dynamite. Well, the problem was he was booking movies and he was like, shit, I got to go do these movies, but wow. I want this money. So he was sending his identical twin to these club openings. He did it for a full year and a half before uh, an Us Weekly popped up when he was shooting a movie with... Uh, Dane Cook, um, employee of the month. Oh, yeah. And so they were like, oh, hey, spotted in Albuquerque, New Mexico. One of the club owners was like, hey, man, you were in New York last night. Like, how are you filming in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico? And he's like, ah, red oh, eye, you my know? Oh, lord. Yeah, yeah. you don't want so to they had to, they had to shut that down. And then Gallagher, obviously, is the most famous. Yeah. You remember Gallagher, Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. He, he was, That's a crazy he story, He was sending though. out his brother, and then his brother started to enjoy the fame, and he was like, no, fuck you. I'm Gallagher now. How about that? And then they have to they had to split off. So it was Gallagher one, Gallagher two, and then they were touring around. Did they just like take one of the L's out? No, yeah, right. they, they had to go by one and two Roman numerals. <laughs> like it became a whole fucking thing. Dude. Jesus Christ! Dude. Wait for that thirty. Went for 30. out like that though, right? I mean, with that. See, my twin brother was the performer our whole life. You know, he was majored in musical theater, mm. and so it's sort of weird that I'm because I never had any. I just wanted to. Is he straight? Be, I think so. Yeah, he's married. You with said he's no, got he long is. hair, so yeah. it's hard. to No, say, he is. Uh, he is married with uh, with two beautiful daughters. But yeah, no, it's uh, the identical twin thing's interesting to have another human being that sounds like you, thinks like you, looks like you. It's. Are you familiar with quantum entanglement? No. Oh, this is this great. guy. Remember how smart you were last time? It's like you call me smart. I'm like, bro. I well, you are. Smart. You you fucking. You're the way your brain works. I read your fucking like uh, little Rain Man note cards. <laughs> And that's, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Because it's like almost a shorthand at this point. Right. I mean, you've been right. doing it for a long right. time. Right. But still, it's like the way your brain works is impressive. At any rate, quantum entanglement is a principle that says if two atoms come into contact with each other at any point, then they can speak to each other, communicate to each other instantaneously over any amount of space. So the speed of light is no longer a thing with them. Does that make sense? Yes. So you guys were made from the same material. Right. So that I think there's got to be because this twin intuition shit, it's too common of a refrain over time. Right. It to is not for there not to be something. To it, it is right? real. And we are true monozygotic twins. Yeah. Right. Uh, you yeah, probably yeah. know that word. Right. So one placenta. I believe. One zygote, right? Yeah. So but no, it, I, I can't tell you how many times we text each other the same exact thing at the same exact time or call each other at the same time and can't get through. I mean, my mom would love to be a part of this conversation because <laughs> you should have her on the podcast. Get her stuff. on the show. Have your mom. John, she's right behind this door. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miss Zanuck. How, how funny would it be if your brother and mom walked in right now? Uh, how do you know my brother and mom? What is this? <laughs> Man, I know you He's guys holding are a big lighter up. Jesus. His brother's holding a hot pan from the stove. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Twins. Twins. Oh, My wife's biggest fear is twins in suits, like twin kids in suits holding hands. I, I swear to God, I that's love her that. biggest fear. Is it because yeah. of the shining or whatever the fuck? I think she saw those two it too little early. girls. Yeah, yeah, but they've got to be holding hands, fingers intertwined, and that is always her biggest fear. And it's only, I've only seen it once. That's an irrational world. fear, I believe. Like, that's, is it? Yeah, because what the fucker? I mean, do you remember uh, the Halloween thing that Black Rifle did? I think it was yes. 2018. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Where Evan's walking down the hall and it's that little thing on the bike and he just kicks the shit out of it. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's a toy. Yeah. 
These horror movies? It's from uh, Saw, by the way. Is it Saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like a little one. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know what it is. <laughs> Come on, man. I say we get Anik on Anik, horror movie, Blumhouse, and then see what happens, right? Uh, instead of, but we'll have some fighting element to it, like like the ultimate cuck fighting. So it's just two two you know dudes, wives. Um, obviously, a cuck is yes when you want to right. You know, like learn that recently. By somebody yep. else, like, right? Like Justin Trudeau, for example. Exactly, <laughs> perfect example of a cuck. <laughs> um, so, have you seen nudity? him recently? By the way, I read something. Did but you no, see? Like he grew a beard and he looks like an even bigger pussy than he did before he had the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, get your shit together. He's, a, he's definitely uh, like on our cuck candidates in the world. He's number he's one, probably. Up, where yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, we have nudity, violence, sex. Uh, you guys call. The sexual, you know, yeah, activity as it Great. happens. Well, and that's been that's been done. To, somebody has to pod, kill someone. That's been done on a podcast before. It has, yes, uh, or is on, on episode one hundred. <laughs> I've announced that. Well, we haven't murdered Did anybody. You know that? No. Oh shit, dude! I announced uh, two strangers having sex live on air. Um, I did know that. I just have a lot yeah. of resin on my brain. I sent so I sent that demo into to uh, Dana, and I never heard anything back. <laughs> Dana White, and I was like, hey. If Rogan retires, you need another man in there to call it. I've called us. I've called two people fucking for How two about and a half that? hours straight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you sent it on Betamax. That was kind of weird. Well, the other thing too is because we're actually in a hotel room, so no lie, that's how it was. We put the chairs around the bed. It was four of us, and then as they're fucking, I had to go in like this, and and I'm I'm just right. I mean, literally, of course you did. six eight inches from them. Yeah, um, and then I'm announcing them fucking and what they're going through. And it's one of the craziest. Where is this audio on the podcast? I can yeah, access yeah. it. Episode yeah. one hundred. Okay. Um, and everybody like millions and millions of downloads. Oh, I'm sure. Got. But um, my wife had she she used to edit all these shows, um, and she had to edit that show, and she was not stoked. Oh, I it. can't imagine. <laughs> she is capable editor and host. And she is. She's a, a talented lady. I'm telling you, <clears throat> she's a she's a talented little lady. I tell you though, in terms of lady, it just made me th- the only regret I really have in terms of the twin thing mm-hmm. is that. You know, at some point when we were single and, you know, that we didn't go to one of these twin conventions and try to maximize that. If you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, where just twins fetish? converge. No, it's just, no, it's not even that there's four of us in the room. It's just that people are fascinated by twins. Like, right. And so then you, when you have a bunch of twins together, you know, yeah. uh, I think that would have been something that uh, in our formative years we would have enjoyed. Before. Yeah, that would have been great. You never tag team with like the same girl? Or no. Anything? No. Damn it. No. That's just such a waste of being an identical twin. Well, right. That's that's sort of what I was getting at. I know? would go back to your wives, respectively, <laughs> and say, hey, there's one thing that's a bucket list thing. Real quick, honey. Yeah. yeah. Like, because when you're older, nobody's going to give a shit. Right. You know? Right now, you're in your prime. Yeah. Like, you're a good looking dude right now. Um, right. I think if you're going to do it, it's probably in the next I think so five too. to 10, right? I think this audio will probably help in terms of convincing my wife that this is a good idea oh yeah Do you want to give me your number <laughs> yeah i'll get her on the you phone right now and talk her through oh this. her number yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes 203 <laughs> uh who you got saturday night mcgregs so uh i got the call so i will not give you a prediction i'll tell you, you this Connor mcgregor this well it's right it's that sort of like the first rule of being mm-hmm. a, a play-by-play announcer in sports when you're not calling. He's not a pundit, right? okay. Uh, so Connor's <laughs> minus 320 as the betting favorite. Donald Cowboy's thrown is the plus 260 underdog. Really? Right? He's minus 320? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three to one. So Connor hasn't done a whole lot of losing. If you look at his he UFC hasn't. body of work and the circumstances at times that he's been up against, whether it was a 
partially torn ACL going into the Chad Mendez fight or not an optimal training camp, he's more often than not won. And as great as Donald Cowboy Cerrone is, coming up on his record 34th UFC fight, which mm-hmm. is just insane, he's lost 10 times in the UFC, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I do believe McGregor mm-hmm. deserves the distinction as the betting favorite. Maybe, Dan, to your point, it's a little wider in terms of the betting line I than think I it's thought a little, it would be. I, it's a little wider because... Uh, Connor hasn't won a fight since 2016, right? Well, that would make you think it would be narrower, that the odds would be tighter because that's Connor what wouldn't deserve that respect. That's what right? I would think, right? Yeah. But clearly that's not the case. Right. Clear- I think that uh, I think that Connor McGregor just commands a certain amount of action and respect. And, of course, they're just trying to command two-way action, yeah, as you guys yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. if they're, I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to, it, They're trying know? to bait people into betting, of course. Yeah. But I think a lot of people see Cerrone as a live underdog, and I just think it's going to be interesting to see how he approaches the fight because he doesn't necessarily want to mix it up, even though that would appear to be the path of least resistance to try to wrestle a little bit early and yeah. to grapple potentially and try to extend McGregor. He wants to outstrike Connor and prove that maybe he's a better kickboxer. Well, he better that. stay away from that left hand because, I mean, what the yeah. fuck? Right. Like how many, how many people I, – I was watching all of Connor's knockouts last night. I'm like, I know he is a great fighter, and his punching accuracy might be the best we've seen in, in modern UFC, like the accuracy of yeah. his knockout punches, his his best punch is so accurate. Like, I don't know how he even does it, to yeah. be honest. One of the greatest singular weapons in the history of mixed martial arts, that, right? We talk all yeah. about the antics and, and the superstardom and everything else and not enough about that singular weapon yeah. and yeah. Uh, that how much punch. money it has made him. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. And, like, the bodies hit the floor, right? I mean, you guys know guys who have dad strength or natural power. I mean, there's, yeah. strength. there's no denying that dude's natural power and uh, yeah because it doesn't certainly... look it doesn't look like he's really loading up but he's got some wiry ass strength in him he also manages distance and understands range as yeah. well as anybody in the game and that's been certainly a staple of his career and his success and, and the power's carried up too right i mean you all remember him not dropping jose aldo in 13 seconds at featherweight yeah. this is a welterweight fight he dropped nate diaz several times at welterweight you know so uh I think he deserves to be the favorite, but we'll see with Cerrone, right? Like people say, oh, Cerrone's chin, you know, lost a couple to close out 2019. Fighting at 70 instead of 55, if Mm -hmm. you're Cerrone, that helps your chin in theory, right? And he hasn't fought since September, uh, which also helps Cerrone. He's been fighting every couple months for years, for almost a decade. So maybe three or four months off will, will serve Cerrone well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm amped about it. I'm look, I'm going all in on McGregor. One of our sponsors is mybookie.com forward yes. slash drinking bros. Doubles your deposit all the way to a thousand dollars. Go there because I, I get a grand on McGregor. It, it, three to one, the, the odds are shit. Yeah, but since we're gonna be there in the arena, Daddy's got to like to gotta have a little skin in that game. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm sitting next to your your parents. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't ask me for my tickets. They're still available. Sometimes I save them for big shows like this for people who are really worthy and for people who don't want to sit on the floor like. Well, we're not, we're not. We're not <laughs> worthy of anything, really. I mean, we we do we're two pieces. Of we, shit. Yeah, we're we're, we're you know? we are walking human garbage. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a step above just actual fucking frog frogs. I mean, at, at this point, are you growing your hair out? Is that what we're doing? Or uh, the, the, well, you know about the summer Swayze obviously yes of course that happened I cut that off and then uh now it's just out of out of laziness where it's just like all right cool what are we doing because it's winter right yeah Uh, a lot of knit caps a lot of traveling we were at army navy game right I saw that it was about four degrees for that um sucks and uh it's the worst now we're into you know kind of the let's get back in shape holidays are over type bullshit let's have a mustache 
Um, because that's a fun thing. It is. And then get ready for spring, and then I'll I'll shave it up then. Uh, But luckily, my wife doesn't give a shit. She actually prefers the mustache. I love it. So she was the one who was just like, hey, why don't you grow the mustache again? And I was like, oh, really? How great is that? She's into daddies. She wants him to look older. I think she's probably going to look like Kurt Russell. Like She's (laughs) going to wait for him to fall asleep one night and just dye the bottom part of his hairline gray. Gray Yeah, Yeah, you don't have a single gray hair over there, huh? No, it's crazy, right? Um, I went straight past gray to white. It went black to fucking white. Oh, really? Is that that how you shave it? Yeah, I'm going to shave it again before the fucking broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking white wiffle, dude. Terrible. (laughs) Fucking terrible. (laughs) You're laughing. It really is terrible. Did you gray early? Yeah. My mom was like fully gray at 27 or something crazy. What do you look like with hair? Not, me, not no, great, me, Dan. Find uh, I'll, 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 show, I'll show you a picture of my twin brother uh, with a bunch of hair oh, if yeah, I can let's find see it. That. Uh, but he probably has a hat on. Um, fucking long hair I guy. I don't know. Because you've I, got I, thick hair. I can see it, dude. Oh, yeah, man. You got to fucking wax the back and everything. The <laughs> whole thing? Yep. No way. Yeah. My God, yeah. man. That's, I, that's just time consuming. Depending on the esthetician, Ross. Ah, but really? you know some of them. I mean, those Romanian women—they don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, they don't care. They'll they'll smear yeah. it right on there and rip your skin right the <laughs> fuck off, dude. They don't care on your on your scalp. No, on no, your back. my back. Oh, you, oh, you fucking sh- you get their ball bag. No, 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 back, back, my back. Not his bag. Right. Hearing a lot of things today. <laughs> um, the first one was bag, and I was like, Can you imagine if I got my what? scalp waxed. Here's the Holy thing, though. Shit. I don't I think sh- it would work. I shave it. I shave up my balls. Do you? I do. Yeah. So I go. So here's the trick. We had a few porn stars on, more than a few on this show. Yeah. Um, what they said was, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta dip it in cold. You gotta dip your balls in cold water first, and then pull it taut. Yes. So it shrinks up. Yeah. So that way, there's very little surface area. So that way, it cuts it down, and then then you're able to shave up after that. I thought you were talking about waxing because I've look, I've got some buddies who wax it up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, no way. But they'll go nostrils. Yeah, go, oh, I'll get the nose waxed. Yeah, how is it that? feels like they're pulling your nose off your face. Mm. Not pleasant, no. but uh, certainly gets the job done. The other thing too is like if I wasn't on television, I probably wouldn't fucking wax my nose. But for the maintenance, just easier to just have them just yeah, 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 just clean it out. You know, I mean, mm. I didn't. It's, I mean, what else you need to know? Because I'll take a two of my pubes, trimmer wise, <laughs> and then uh, I'll shave up the the nuts and gooch probably <laughs> twice a year. I'll go once every six months. Yeah, just to keep it. I'm not a hairy guy, anyways. I don't have any right. arm hair. Right. I don't have one single chest hair. Nothing. Um, born like that, God given, obviously. Right. Very prince like. Yeah, it really is prince like. Yeah, yeah, very very prince like. So. Down there is just like a normal, like, hey man, you know, there's a little salad left over. Like, yeah. it's a side salad. It's not. I didn't order a cob. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a garden I'm, salad. Yeah. They're not. They're not presenting the, the <laughs> pepper cracker with that salad. It's just a little something right. on the side, like a little right. veg. Right. Um. So yeah, that's only twice a year on a two, and then I'll ball bag it up, you know, twice yeah. a year, and then uh, dip it in the sink, cold water, and you know, usually use a straight. Razor. I've got to. I've got to trim up once a week. Oof. Probably. It's just time but I, what about the beard in terms of the maintenance? Oh, man. It depends on what's going on or what time of year it is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, if I don't give it a decent trim once a week, then it gets out of hand. Yeah. And I'll, I'll let it get out of hand sometimes. Sometimes it'll just be like. Yeah. Like, God damn it, man. Now, I get none of that. So, like, underneath, underneath here, no beard. I can't grow a beard. I can grow a thick mustache, zero beard. Like, there's nothing on the sides. Really? Yeah. 
See, I always used to wish that I had that condition where you just had no hair. Alopecia. Toe. Yes. Yeah. I knew you'd know what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I think when you're in my boat, that's what you're wishing for, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I'm right where I should be. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm amped at the boat that I'm in, you know? Yeah. You're um, in a good spot. Because I, did, I will spot. say this. I did get made fun of in high school. Like, dude, football team and all that shit of like, man, you don't have fucking chest hair. You don't have leg. I don't have any leg hair. Right. I don't have arm hair or nothing. And they were like, what the fuck, man? You, you swimmer? You fucking yeah, yeah. swimmer's body? You know? And I was like, no, dude. But, I, you know, as you start to have sex, all the girls are like, yo, I don't want any hair. And I was, well, I, I didn't realize how lucky I was until right. later on where I was like, oh, shit. And then, dude, my buddy has to get, like I said, chest wax back. All yeah, I don't stuff. go down that chest wax path, but uh, I just remember they, I've never even considered doing it. But if I did consider doing it, I think I would just watch uh, Steve Carell get his chest wax. And be like, no, yeah, you're all checked out. And the forty year old virgin, remember that shit? Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, once you found out that that was real, I think that turned off about eighty percent of men, where they were just like, I'm not. And look, I don't want to. I don't think I would want to be with a woman that didn't want a hairy chest, to be honest. Yeah. Because the type of women I attract, like, they like whatever is going, like the whatever uh, psychotic killers, uh, psychotic. Potential white supremacist. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing, <laughs> I've got the big beard and the fucking pasty white skin and the devil blue eyes. You, you, you do have all it's of just them. like, oh man. Pe- minority people see me sometimes. It's like, I'm like, I'm cool. I'm cool, man. Sorry. It's fine. Yeah. I, dude, I'm with you. Because I've got that look. I look like I might be in a militia. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of killers, man, I, I love when you're on the show because we can talk about anything. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, dude, I watched. Uh, I had a few uh, last yep, night yep. out of the old pipe and uh, threw on that Hernandez doc. Oh, God. On Netflix last night. Whew. I haven't seen it yet, but Brendan was talking about it today. I buckle up, my yeah. man. It's a three-parter, and it's amazing how many people he murdered. Like it, oh. is, it is more than... It's all uh, everybody's talking about. I think like, you become right? emboldened after you get away. Like, those first two that he got away with, he was just like, fuck, I just kill whoever I want. Yeah. Fuck this. Right. Here's the thing when it's they like sh- hunting, yeah, you know? yeah, but when they show you like the the murder of the guy that he got popped for and actually went to jail for that that guy, yeah, he was a mile away from his house. He threw the joint next to the body that he and was there's a security a camera at his house showing him lead the guy away from the and goddamn inside house inside the house. Yeah, like what's so the they fuck, have him dude? inside his own house and they have all this footage and he's got the gun right after he did it. Uh, the wife they put the gun in a safe. She puts it in a fucking trash bag and is walking oh, out with God. it. Um, she goes up on the stand and fucking her and, and the rest of his family. I don't know what dicking powers he had, but they were <laughs> it was huge because none of them flipped. And they were just like, no, nah, I don't remember that. They were wow. like, we have you on video doing this. She was like, yep, it's taking out the trash. It's a perfect metal box. She's struggling. Oh, to, my yeah. gun God. case. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it's so weird. Like, no one, no one thought to erase that footage. Well, so he tried, and then they erased, he erased part of it, but not the, the, the rest of it. And they were like, hey, man, we have like <laughs> everything you did that night inside your house and outside your house. And there's a joint with your fucking saliva on it next saliva, to Saliva, bubble gum, right here. Bubble gum, like he was chewing bubble gum. Um, and they got him going in and out of the convenience store. And, but the, here was the topper, the end-all, be-all that I did not know about that I was just like, yeah, fuck, dude, is he rented a car from Enterprise, shot the dude, went home, Got rid of the gun and all that shit. Took the car back to Enterprise. The shell casings were still in the car. They were on the, they were on the floor. 
<laughs> You're on Isn't the fucking that, floor. What else like, can you say? Jesus Christ. Well, he was a smart guy. No. <laughs> not the opposite of whatever that is, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so uh, long story short, this is who I, a female version of that is who Dan's going to end up with. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. 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 I, I attract women who want to murder me. Wow. That is real, sure, yeah. Because yeah. you've got a couple of bruisers coming in tomorrow night, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. I'd like for you to call that match tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, I might have Ladies to drop. Ladies and up. gentlemen, you know, like really get into it. Bruiser, man, that's Bruiser. a great word. That's, I might have to drop he, that on the pay per view tomorrow night. You should. We got a couple of bruisers here on a couple the undercard. He, he uh, a couple of Holloways. Any woman that I associate with in any kind of way. It's called a bruiser or a fucking Mac, big rig, big rig, couple of big rigs, <laughs> Mac truck. I'm like, yeah. she's five foot tall and 110 pounds. Yeah, like, oh, big rig. Now nah, we got a big rig big moving rig. in. My younger brother used to call my younger sister Tank, and it just <laughs> oh. to this day, you know. Can you imagine? You know, no, I can't. Women don't want to be called Tank. I'll tell no, you. They no, don't. they don't like that at all. Uh, <laughs> speaking of women, Holly Holmes fighting again tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited Are, for that. Are you? Yeah, uh, can I, I want to just give you a quick two cents on that fight because. Your listeners may not know that this rematch was supposed to happen in October. And upon landing in Melbourne, Australia, Raquel mm. Pennington found out that Holly Holm was not getting on the plane because she was injured. So Pennington mm. has wanted this rematch back for five years. Holly Holm beat Raquel in what was Holly's UFC debut in mm. 2015. So there's a lot of history there. You show up to Australia, haze in the barn. You don't get to fight. Th- that adds extra emotion, period. So yeah. Raquel's excited to punch Holly in the face. And uh, I think we're all still waiting for Holly. And this may sound crazy to you, but Kenny Florian talked about it on our podcast this week. We're all waiting to see that vintage Holly performance where she truly puts it all together and shows you all of her skills yeah. as the Women's Boxing Hall of Famer yeah, and yeah. everything else. Because it's nerves in- have been an issue. And yeah, she, yeah, I think just so, because yeah. she produced the greatest highlight in UFC history against yeah. Ronda Rousey doesn't mean she's maximized her utility in the octagon. I think she's like 6-5 and five or something in the UFC. She's close yeah, yeah. to 500 in the UFC. She, I, yeah. I think she's done. Is that she, bad? She's 38, no, right? I, yeah, no. I, I, I think it, this is her last fight. Se- I think she seems, tomorrow night and that's it. Could it seems well, well be. It, it seems like to me at least that... Uh, because I've watched all of her fights since she came to UFC. It seems like every, almost every fight, at least lately, she gets hyper-focused on one thing. Like she, I, My goal in this yeah. fight is to accomplish this thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to keep away from her left foot or whatever it is. It's a good read by you. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, she gets locked in on that, and then she gets blindsided. Like That's how she keeps losing in my mind. I, it, it's weird for a fighter with her experience. You say it's nerves. What makes you say nerves? Well, and this was just something that we spent a lot of time on this Monday is when you see her demeanor. And people talk about UFC jitters for first-timers, maybe yeah, yeah. second time. But yeah. eventually you get to a pretty good comfort zone where not unlike television performance, you use those nerves to your yeah, advantage. Yeah. And I don't know. She just looks so unsettled to be in the octagon. And George St. Pierre would always say, he loved to train. He hated fight night and fight week and everything about it because of the nerves and everything mm. else. And I'm, that didn't prevent him from becoming one of the greatest of all time. Mm. But right. I don't know. There's just a look in Holly's eyes that is unsettling to a lot of people at times. And when we, when you know what she can do in the gym, yeah. maybe just surprised that she hasn't been able to show off all of those skills, fight in and fight out like many thought she would. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, sa- I sadly think this is, a, this is it for her tomorrow night. That this could be. It. I mean, I think that's probably I mean, a sharp loses. take in some respects, right? I, I do think that not a lot of people are giving Raquel a chance, and they don't quite realize that even though she's not the striker and never will be that Holly is, she just has all the intangibles that you love in a fighter. She's meaner. She's nastier. Tough in the clinch uh, and very conditioned. And I'm interested to see what she can do. She wants this one in the worst way, dude. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm amped for it. 
Um, who else do you answer about tomorrow night? So there's one fight on the prelims on ESPN. I, hopefully you guys will be in the building early enough to see it. But Andre Feely taking on Super Sadiq Youssef, right? This mm-hmm. Nigerian kid, Sadiq Youssef. He's 3-0 and in the UFC. But this dude is... Was he in the Contender Series? He was. Yeah, I think yeah. we may have seen him. So he's yeah, got yeah. a really interesting story, and I'll try to do it really quickly. But I, his, wait, Hey, we have all night Well, his <laughs> older siblings are still in Nigeria. They didn't get visitation visas back in the day. So he came here with his mom. And Sadiq just became a US, U.S. citizen three weeks ago. But he's been sending shit to Nigeria to help his older siblings, who eventually are going to try to make it to the U.S. This dude sent a car, his car mm-hmm. filled with goods, alcohol, video games, so that his older siblings could set up a store in Nigeria. We sit down with him today. He tells us the store got robbed. You know, this dude's trying to win a $50,000 bonus Saturday night so that he can get his fucking siblings to the United States of America. And that's just not the reality for most of this roster. So it's very inspiring for us to sit down with this kid today and hear all of that. And uh, he's fighting a kid in Andre Feely that a lot of people think has championship potential. So that jumps off the card. You got Anthony Showtime Pettis. Yeah, Pettis. Yeah, in, uh, Pettis. The pay-per-view opener. So. You yeah. never know what's going to happen with that motherfucker. He might yeah. jump off the side of the right. octagon and kick somebody in the face, for example. He very well might. No, and he's... <laughs> uh, he trucked ringside. I mean, just out cold. That would be... I mean... I look, want it. Bro. I know. It's See, you know, so awesome. yeah. that, you love you were saying before you love the gore, right? You love the I, I do love the blood and I'm rooting for chaos largely, right? Like it was obviously weird with with Connor and Habib as we yeah. talked about to go from calling the, the biggest fight in UFC history and the biggest fight of my life to calling a brawl was very re- weird. But we had an event in Mexico City where dudes are getting like pelted with beer bottles and stuff like yeah. I want all of that. I yeah. want yeah. to get hit in the back of the head with a beer bottle. I want <laughs> stitches like while I'm calling the fight. Like, yeah. Maybe we will sw- swap our tickets because if we can see you. Yeah, I'll throw some. We'll nice. do it. You with shit. Do yeah. it. Uh, a lot of racial slurs, you know, that don't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Where yep. It's just like, yep. yeah. I'm Jewish. You're like, I'm go not. back to your own country. You You're know? like, we're holding up Anne Frank signs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's your diary, bitch? Yeah, we're uh, Frank deniers. I just wanted <laughs> you throughout the podcast. I had a heckler at one because I, That's you know, it took me a while to sort of turn some of the fans on me. They don't like change. So I once did a show in Australia, and for 12 straight fights, every time I came back from doing a post-fight interview, this fucking guy would just give it to me in a quiet <laughs> arena. You know, in Australia, we do the fights in the morning, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I'm walking back after the post-fight interview, and this dude had a great seat. And man, go back to ESPN, motherfucker, like for 12 straight fights. Really? And I'll tell you right now, that was probably 2012. Our security detail is such now that that dude wouldn't have lasted nearly as long. As so he was, like, <laughs> he was like Randy Quaid in Major League? Exactly. Like in center field, just shouting. Ah, that's Randy but, Quaid in real life now. It is, yeah. He lives <laughs> right over there. <laughs> yeah. Like on the street. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got a tent set up somewhere. You can get your picture taken with him in a Cobra <laughs> at 4 p.m. outside of Bellagio. <laughs> uh, we got some sponsors, a couple sponsors to pay for this fucking weird-ass shit to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. There's not one in the hotel currently, but we're having one shipped in. Dan's got a couple of bruisers, a couple of Jack Johnsons coming in tomorrow night, and uh, he needs to be comfortable while he screws. Uh, Look, if you're going to spend the money on a classy prostitute, Mm -hmm. spend the money on a classy fucking bed. Goddamn right. Don't, don't, look, it's a third of your life. Spend the money. Yeah, spend the money. Uh, Right now, you can get a half off an adjustable base. And uh, $200 off a fucking mattress. Jesus Christ. It's almost like they're giving shit away there. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. If, if you were a member of the military or a first responder, 
You get 15% off everything in the entire store forever uh, until they go out of business because these deals are fucking insane, dude. Um, 36-month page go program, no interest. Um, I don't even know if they check your credit score. No, I think they just send a guy over, and he's like, he just looks at you, and he's like, thumbs <laughs> yep, up. Thumbs he just up. holds his thumb up, and they're like, give him the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Uh, they also don't racial profile there, um, which is no. Nice. You could be any race, be any uh, race you want. We've had some companies that call in and say, "Hey, man, uh, we want to gear specifically toward a race," and we're like, "We don't do that." Yeah, it's we don't do that. It's anymore. weird that Ghostbed's competitors are so racist. I don't know what their deal is. I don't either. We're not going to mention any of them for legal reasons, obviously. But we've, no, we've we've received some weird phone calls. We've over had years. a lot of weird phone calls where it was just like, "Hey, man, my boyfriend's black, and this one matches don't want it," and I'm like. Fuck man, I don't just go to ghostbed.com forward slash stringer bros today. Get your black boyfriend a mattress so he can sleep in peace. Um, forget all the other races, bed owners. Uh, next up, we got killcliffcbd.com. Let's face it, if you're doing some grounded pound on the on in the bedroom, you need a little CBD to get that wide on the swelling down on the wide on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, you know what a wide on is? I don't. A uh, wide on is a is a is a girl boner. It's uh, when you, it's the uh, the labia they stretch out okay. a little bit when they get excited, right? Uh, and that's that's a medical term. That's not me just <laughs> creating something. I need um, to listen to you guys more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, get a real wide on, and then uh, put some CBD inside your body. I uh, got to heal up. Dan, you've got a, a couple cases sitting on the floor here for those two bruisers that are coming in. It promotes homeostasis. That's overall like neural health. Oh, homeo, don't play that. Go to <laughs> com today. Promo code DRINGERBROSH, 20% off a case. Knocks that shit down to three ninety nine. It's cheaper than a, a can of Monster. Um, fuck, man. I, I and forgot. it also won't give you diabetes, which is what Monster And it's free shipping. Do. Free shipping at KillGoCBD.com. Grape fucking, I still think they should have gone with Cereal Grapist is the name of it, but. Cereal Grapist instead of Grapist. Grape grapist of all, of all time. time yeah. Cereal Grapist, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Mango and Orange Kush. Go and fucking do it, dude. Uh, we're in the land of Chris Angel. He's he's probably fucking drinking Monster. Go to KillCliffCBD.com. You don't want to end up like Chris Angel. You don't. Promo code Drinker Bros, 20% off. Um, fuck, he's here. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Chris Angel, man. <laughs> he's just a you never know. Like, weird tricks. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I, I went inside. There was a picture of him in there, and, and then a VCR showed up, and I was like, why that? Why would you do a VCR in my room? Chris Angel doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Little known fact, though, and this is actually true. My wife and I put a Chris Angel on top of our Christmas tree every year mm. with wow. the, the Jesus thing, yeah. like where his arms are spread out. Some, where my, his arms some, are spread out, you mean the cross? Yeah, yeah, the Jesus thing. <laughs> um, he died for our magic. No, that was the Easter Bunny died in a helicopter crash for our sins. Uh, that's right. That's right. right. I always get those two mixed up, Chris Angel and the Easter Bunny. Same guy, basically. I mean, they dress the same. Same guy. Uh, yeah. They act the same. I could see, look, if Chris Angel walked in the room right now in an Easter Bunny costume, who would be surprised by that? I bet you you could put no. the whole lamp inside of him. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> just a guess. Yeah, like some people, you know the guys that can like get inside a really small box? Chris, yeah. Chris Angel can put a lot of things inside of him. Yeah, in college, I, I used to get into a lot of small boxes. Um, I, yeah, there you nailed go. it. Boom. Too easy. Uh, way too easy. Uh, favorite magicians you want to see fighting go? Jeez, <clears throat> I would not need to. My daughter would kill me for not being able to reel off magicians. She fucking loves magic. Really? Yeah. Does she watch all the YouTube videos? No, she just likes to do, practice more than watch. I mm. guess. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, she, you ever take her to the Magic Castle in L.A.? No. Oh, uh, that's the jam, dude. We gotta really? be invited. Yeah. Mm. 
And it's a real castle, and then you go underground, and they have the whole thing. There's all kinds of shit in it's there. It's great. It's wild. It's you, fucking you awesome. Gotta, you got to take her there. Yeah. The one time I went is a weird story. Um, this is where I'm just saying weird shit tonight. Um, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris was there. But this was like pre uh, How I Met Your Mother. Pre-gay. Y- yes, exactly. He wasn't Like nobody right, knew, right, yeah. right? And so he was like practicing, but he was an amazing magician. He was the one that was performing that night, and I was like, Wow. What the fuck is going on here? Like, I thought it was some type of prank show, whatever. Turns out he's just super into all of it. How and, about like, that? He's like a crazy, sweet ma- magician. Yeah. We were talking about women fighting before we went on the air, and uh, not to steer the conversation here, but <clears throat> our highest weight class for women is 145 pounds. And all three of us were expressing our appetite for seeing women yeah. at like. Even two hundred and five pounds. What is it in boxing? Like who who's who's out there? The female boxers they they got to be higher than one forty five. Layla Ali was like one eighty five back in the day. Okay, there you go. And and I know Holly Holm won a boxing world title at least one at fifty four. But I just think, could you imagine? I would the love to see people would have for I would light heavyweight women. I'd love in to see MMA? two female linebackers get in there and, and fucking get yes. get weird. Well, speaking of which, have you seen Rough and Rowdy? Yes. Um, what about the bare knuckle boxing? I watched that for the first time with uh, Polly Mangiano. I watched right. that fight, um, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. It's you know, I'll I'll pay for it." It was awesome. Yeah. So bare knuckle boxing. So I see a lot of guys like Joey Beltran and Jason Knight, these guys who have fought in the UFC, who are still making big money and being able to compete. And for Joey Beltran to realize a world heavyweight championship in bare knuckle boxing, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. I understand why it's hard for people to watch without a little padding on that hand. I enjoy it for sure. Um, I think it's interesting for coaches, right? When a fighter comes to you and says, hey, I'm going to do this without gloves or you Yeah, that's a whole other fucking ball game right there. And the reason I bring up Rough and Rowdy is there is no weight classes there. I mean, it's just... It's like original UFC. Yeah, I mean, it's just a free-for-all. So I think, you know, if you had those type of women in there, that big, but, uh, man... Could you imagine the knockouts? I want to see the knockouts. Well, right. And that's sort of, I think, what we were all getting at. And I think the UFC in particular, very careful to avoid novelty acts and freak shows. You know, we've had a few circumstances where you had James Tony come in and fight Randy Couture Mm -hmm. and just get grounded and pounded. But uh, Mm -hmm. I would like to see if we could ever develop women's depth somehow, some way uh, up in those weight classes. I just think there's got to be some Eastern European women out there, some Russian women, maybe. No doubt. Goddamn right. Large lopped off dicks, dude. Now they've converted. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Well, the, you're, Cy- you're open cyborg up. could fight at one ninety. Oh well, right, easily, right. I guess she's probably the best example on why she's must see TV. Yeah, right? I mean, but she's when gone she was now. in her prime, she's, she's she is all... gone. She is out of the UFC. Where did she go? Did she land at Bellator? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I can't be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. can't be. What's your What's your thoughts on Greg Hardy? So, because you were talking about novelty acts earlier. Yeah. So I, I love Greg. Hardy. He is not. We We watched him. Well, I watched him the first fight he did at the Contender Series, I think. Yeah, you and I did. We, where we, he, yeah. he knocked out that guy that was a lineman. Austin Lane, I think for it was, the, maybe. For the Buccaneers or some shit back in the day. I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. But, man, he fucking knocked that dude out. Like I've, That's one of the best knockouts I've seen. Greg Hardy's a bad motherfucker. He fought five times mm-hmm. in the UFC in 2019, right? So let's respect the five mm-hmm. training camps shit. for starters and the fact that no other fighter, at, well, at least no other heavyweight fought five times. I don't think anybody... Other than Greg Hardy, fought five times in that calendar year. But, you know, I was always a Floyd Mayweather apologist because I would judge him on my personal encounters with him, which were always fantastic. And my interactions with Greg Hardy, I've done four or five fighter meetings with this Uh guy, treats our staff like gold, right? 
and is just all in and is living at the fucking American top team dorms when mm. he's in training camp. So really? I'm just judging him based upon those experiences. Obviously, he was a monster in the NFL. He was never the money guy on the D-line. He explained to us, like as a Carolina Panther, he was never the guy making the money. So some years they'd ask him to play at 265. Other years they'd ask him to come at like 315. Right. Very interesting wow. guy. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how high his ceiling is in MMA in terms of contention, but uh, I'm excited to see him give it a an effort. Yeah, I mean, just to speak to his personal issue is obviously domestic violence is a problem. Sure. Right. But, like... We're in this cancel culture now where you do you do that thing you do that one time and that's just it for you? Is that is that what we're like I, I'm I'm just putting the question out there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean look, in the case of like Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he knocked that girl out and it was like a KFC or a fucking subway. Yeah. Um video <clears throat> went around, still got drafted first round. He's starting, nobody's really right. said anything about right. it. Right. He didn't go through anything. Now Ray Rice, on the other hand, gone, ruined his career, can never yeah. come back. That was that was it. Yeah. Um, well, and Joe Mixon too. He tweeted something after the Bengals played the Patriots to Tom Brady, right? Like, oh, I wish I had asked you for your jersey, man. I can't believe I shared the field yep. with you. And Tom's like, I'll fucking send it to you, yeah. right? And so I'm, I wonder if somebody said to Tom, like, dude, I can't believe you're sporting that guy. You know, I'm so, sure. I mean, Vince Vaughn talked to the president of the United States the other day and got lit the fuck up. Well, on right, Twitter crush. For it. Yeah. And then Ellen a couple of months ago talked to George Bush at a fucking thing, and she got lit up. She for got it. lit up. Um, like, can you really Dana's tight with with Trump? Yeah. Um, like can he you spoke at the convention? I don't see how like Vince. How do you go after people like Vince Vaughn and Ellen though? Like who are they causing right. trouble for? Well, right. Those two people specifically. Who are they causing trouble for? They're like two of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah. See, but when I call Greg Hardy fights, I get so many nasty negative oh, sure, tweets. Yeah. Right, like people want me every time this dude walks to the octagon. Greg Hardy, and again, no. this audio is probably not going to sit well with a lot of people, but people want me every time that dude walks to the octagon to throw him under the bus and set up the entire legal process. That's almost mm-hmm. what they're looking for. And it's not that we're brushing it under the rug, but it's not like we have all this time. The sport happens quickly. We're trying to keep the focus on the fighting and the good that he is doing. It's not that we completely have ignored it on broadcast, but people are are very sensitive and in some respects rightfully so. But people got to chill. Dude's trying to, you know, maximize this second chance that the UFC yeah. gave him. And uh, I work for the UFC, and he's one of their fighters. Sure. I'm promoting him, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, like what I don't know what we expect as a, as a society, as a culture out of people. Like, somebody fucks up, says, I fucked up, and then tries to change their behavior. At what point do you stop talking about it? Like, is it, is it the scarlet letter? Is it just forever? Like, I'm, I'm honestly, right. I'm not asking you guys. This is, uh, I'm just asking the, our audience. Because a lot of people have... We've talked about Greg Hardy before, and a lot of people comment on YouTube or whatever it is on social media. Like, yeah, he's a fucking this or that. Like, yeah, I guess technically yeah. it's true. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a fucking drug user. I'm a, I, I'm, I've fucking done a lot of things I'm not proud of. In my yeah, life. Right, you, you right. are a piece of shit. I am. Yeah, absolutely. Like an actual yeah. human. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But we've all done a lot of stuff we're not proud of. At what point? Like, how how much? How do you counterbalance the scales? Like for a situation like that, because people take that specifically very seriously mm-hmm. for the obvious reasons, as as they should. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's tough, man. I, I it's one of those things where you do something like that, it'll follow you around for the rest of your life, yeah. no matter what. It's so and... fucked up that we're not even saying what he did. Have you noticed that? Like we've been talking about it for ten minutes, but we haven't actually. He beat the shit out of a woman. Yes, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, but it's so fucked up, even us. Talking about it and and just in some ways, or just discussing it 
as a political issue or a societal issue, we're still not saying what it is. It's still That's, hard to talk about, man. It where is, yeah. You're just like, eh, fuck, man. I, you don't want to keep, you also don't want to keep me personally jamming it in somebody's face over and over again. Yeah. Where it's just like, right. at what point have you repaid your debt or yeah. your, Right. You know, contrite about something or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I that's the hardest part to me, where it's just like, all right, how many years ago was that? Now, ten. Yeah, I has don't it know. happened recently? Right, and I don't even know if he eventually was convicted. I don't believe he was, and obviously he has a a side of things that uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. But uh, you know, if if he was a bad guy to us and blowing off our fighter meeting and being a dick, it's like like people want that, right? right? Because it fits their narrative. And when he's been the opposite of that, and as I led with treating our staff like gold, you know, it's hard to just continuously kick the guy when he's down. Yeah. So uh, you can I, imagine that whole conversation too. It's like, uh, so like a reporter asks you, like, or a, a fan or something, is Greg Hardy? How, how is he around? You're like, he's good. Oh, so you support fucking? Right. Like, exactly. just shut the fuck up, you <laughs> yeah. stupid bitch. You support wife beater, dude? Right. Exactly. Is that what you do? Yep. He's <laughs> like, bro, I fuck off, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should point Trump, huh? Your boss does. <laughs> you get any of that? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You of fucking course. MAGA boy. Right. It's you, little MAGA boy. Well, right. Well, and I'll tell you guys, it was very exciting having the president of the United States it of America awesome. at Madison Square Garden. He's okay. the he's so, great president. So when you know they're doing background checks on the play-by-play guy, like I'm in. You know, yeah. Like here's my information. So, yeah, it was great to have Trump in the building. And, uh, did you meet was, him? I did not, unfortunately. Uh, he was sort of, busy. it was blocked off to where I was. Yeah, a little busy watching the <laughs> Octagon girls go around, you know. But no, I, I just feel, and I was happy that, uh, that the, the crowd sort of didn't boo him out of the building. You know, I think it was mixed. There was some support there for sure. I think nobody really made a lot of noise because they were all filming him, you know, mm. um, and making sure nobody probably saw them filming. Well, they made a lot of noise at the national championship game when he walked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he's... Uh, he's probably more popular in, in Louisiana than he is in New York City. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's not liberal, so, you know. Yeah. That's his base, and that's, that's, what, yeah. that's what's going to happen there. Uh, Madison Square Garden's a different story. It it's weird because with UFC fights and, and we can discuss this now. Uh, going back to the tickets, but like they're expensive, so it's a different type of crowd that goes to a UFC fight than you would expect, right? You would expect like fucking overalls, right. no shirt, you right. know, like the yeah. WC, <laughs> like the WCW or WWE or something. hundred percent. But these ticket prices, good luck, man. It's all corporate. You know, because we go to these all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all corporate or like somebody who's got tickets or, uh, you know, uh, people who are in town like, hey, for the weekend and uh, or somebody's one vacation a year. We yeah. see a lot right. of those, especially for Conor McGregor. Right. Vegas is a different beast for us when Conor's not fighting. Right. Because we are here six or seven or eight times a year. Yeah. But man, when we go to certain places outside of the U.S., like it's just nuts. The tickets sell out immediately. Yeah. Like, it's just, and I wonder sometimes, man, we go to San Antonio, Texas once every five years. Like, why aren't the Spurs fans like banging this place out? Because I have such an appreciation for our live event that sometimes I wonder domestically why we haven't really gotten over that hump. But yeah, it's. Uh, You're I mean, close though. I, we're boxing, getting there. Boxing is. I mean, it is on life support. There's just this much left. If it weren't for Wilder right now, um, I don't know that anybody would give a shit about boxing. Before we got on air, we talked about Canelo. Yep. When he lost to Mayweather, I mean, he got destroyed by Mayweather. Right. I checked out of Canelo huh. as a fan. Yeah. And I'm a huge boxing fan. Um, I checked out of Canelo. I was all done with that. 
Um, and especially after the Triple G fights, because I, I thought those were bullshit to me. I thought the outcomes were bullshit. I don't see that that much in UFC. Right. One. Two, it, it's more exciting because there's blood flying around oh, everywhere. Yeah. And like, there's a good shot. I mean, that one of these fights tomorrow night. Somebody will be unconscious on the floor for a good five, ten minutes. Somebody's going to get overeamed to get their whole face split oh, open. Yeah. How about yeah. that visual? That, that was man. you uh, called that over. That's fight. Yes. how crazy was that? That was life? one of the more. I think that might be the most brutal non-bone break that I've seen. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah. I mean, because you didn't expect that they would be able to fix that so well and so quickly. It, it looked like I mean, he like, was going to look it was, different forever. It was like two weeks. Yeah, and he's a, there's a picture of him. There's just like a little line here. I'm like, oh wow. All Some right. people yeah. were saying, oh, was it the seam on the glove? Maybe that cut. I think it was just a perfect punch and uh, rearrange your face there a little bit. But yeah, to your point, right? Like I got into the combat sports world as a boxing radio guy, and mixed martial arts has largely ruined boxing for me. Yeah. Because not that I'm rooting for takedowns when I'm watching boxing, but our sports crazy. Like we'll have probably someone twitching on the canvas. We'll have something crazy happen. There will be nope. some. Something controversial. Uh, this sport just truly has it all. Regardless of what I'm doing professionally, I'll watch every UFC pay-per-view as long as I live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you ever gotten blood on you? Oh, yeah. I got a great picture to show you, actually. Anthony really? Pettis. I mean, I've gotten blood on me dozens of times, but once I got literally... This picture, you'll see, I got a shower of blood. I have a huge dollop, like bigger than a half dollar on my back. It was Anthony Pettis fighting Tony Ferguson. And oh, that's a good That fight. I wow. had never felt. That Somebody's was... going to be bleeding in that fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, Holy you shit. guys were there. I believe yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the same. Yeah. And uh, that was like nothing else before. It was like the blood was coming from behind me somehow. <laughs> and so I saved the shirt. Still haven't washed it. Get both of those guys try to, to sign get them both yes. to sign it Fuck and yeah. Uh, yeah. frame it or give it away or something. Put it in but, a shadow uh, box and hang yeah. it. Over yeah. your over your bed, so your wife knows. Yeah, like yeah, she fucking hates that bloody shirt in the closet. Does she really? <laughs> get of course over she it. does. Get over, it. Get over what? it. That's what I do for a living. I mean, you know the reason why you have this house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See my W two. Exactly. You want to meet my friend Greg Hardy? He's right in here. You keep talking. Get a little rap on the beak. Rap on the beak. All right. Hang it up. Go to Hobby Lobby. Shadow box that shit while I'm gone, all right? Oh, you've dropped a fucking Hobby Lobby. I love you. Some, la- some, lady, some lady was burning me down over making a domestic violence joke on Instagram the other day, and we've been talking about it all week. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, I, I'm going to joke about everything, and you can get fucked if you don't like it. That's no matter funny. what you're doing these days, dead serious, no matter what you're doing these days, people will come after you. It doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like, um, oh, you shouldn't have said that. I'm like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> yeah, you dumb bitch. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Right. Well, right. I, <laughs> Go listen to somebody else. I I just think it's going to be interesting for me, God willing, as I get older and you you get less tolerant. Like I, when my grandfather passed away, by the time he was about to go, and mm-hmm. my mom hates when I tell the story, but my grandmother would walk in and be like, honey, you know, you want a sandwich or something? And he would just ignore her and he would look at us and smile like... I'm not fucking answering right now. And like, I just feel like as you get older, you get an attitude, you get a little bit less tolerant. And then the filter really comes down because I don't have much of a filter, but my professional setting is such that I have to be very not me at times, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I just feel like as I get older, like, well, imagine being 55, Mm -hmm. 60 and someone's telling you like, oh, it's like, bro, I'm fucking 60 years old. Yeah. 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 I don't know where I was going. No, that, that, cause that's where I'm at. But we, we call it the drug, like that. You start going into different drugs later on in life um, to sedate yourself a little more. Yeah. We were like, "All yeah. right, cool, man. I'm gonna wake up and probably have a, a Norco margarita." 
You know, otherwise I'm not going to make it in that blender and then start the day off like that. Like that way you're bringing yourself down. You have have to, you have to ask yourself in the morning, what kind of day I want to have. Do I want to get in seven fights today? Is that what I want to do? Because this woman's going to piss me off. Yeah. And either I'm going to be on drugs or we're going to be in a fight. Yeah. Which one's it going to be? Exactly. (laughs) It's got to be one of those two. There's no other option. Because it's 60 your sex swing is put away. That's no longer over the piano. I'm right. It's no, it's not, it's not over the piano anymore. We're just like, Hey man. Mm. Uh, we're, we're not we're all done yeah. with the second keep, or you got to marry younger yeah and then try to keep up with that i keep mine out in the garage because there's a drain in the floor oh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well obviously you gotta drain out after something like that yeah yeah you don't want that all over the garage floor no and you know I, I'm, I got tired of replacing carpet yeah <laughs> tommy lee's got a sex swing in his house of course he does the piano of course yeah. he does yeah. he married younger too well he, weird that even with pam how Anderson, can he, it's just like yeah how can he go younger? He couldn't marry. <laughs> right, he right. couldn't marry older. I mean, you could, I guess. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, it's that he's married that little Instagram girl. Oh yeah, I saw Brittany that. Furlan, I think her name is. Yeah. Ugh. Smoke show. Um, look, that's. I think that's what you need to strive for. Yeah. My, so, my second wife be younger. So yes. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta start thinking second wife at this yeah. point. Where yeah. you're like, all right, it's sixty. Yeah. How am I going to keep from being right. a racist? Right, <laughs> right, right. The wheels just completely a younger fall woman. Off. Yeah, where you're just like, hey, all right, cool. This is this is what's going to happen. But I do believe I, I'm very direct with my family, and they sort of feel like, oh, you're this nice guy, and then with us, you're a dick. And it's like, no, I'm just you guys. I'm just direct. It's the truth. Yeah. You know? And um, so I feel like as I get older, I'm maybe a little bit more direct, and my tone could be a little nicer with my family. <laughs> <laughs> Any other sports you want to call? Yeah, I mean, you know, would you do the NFL? Because Booger McFarlane is fucking awful. You know, I I heard they're backing (laughs) up the truck. By the way, over at ESPN for Tony Romo, fourteen million is the rumor I'm hearing per year for Monday Night Football. It's crazy. You wonder like how they quantify his value to them, right? Like in terms of bringing back that fourteen million, and I think they can easily justify that number for him. I think he's outstanding, but man, that's a big number. That is a huge number. You know the weird thing about him though, I. And this sounds crazy to say, but it is totally true. I didn't enjoy Tony Romo as a player, right? I right. Just, his style of play. And sure. I, I thought he got nervous in the playoffs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't a Romo fan. When he got in that booth, when he's in there, if there's a game on, because we have the NFL package and all that shit where right. every game is on, I'll pick out the game that he's calling See? just because I've, I want to learn. And I feel more knowledgeable having heard him call a game. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I think it's the same way with Monday Night Football, right? These games are booked out so far in advance. You don't know who's going to be good or bad. Um, right. And a lot of these I think Monday we had one shitty. W- wasn't there one where it was uh, the Steelers and Jets or some shit this year? Oh, there was a bunch. There was a Dolphins Steelers was one of them. Yeah. Um, it was Browns. Everybody thought the Browns were going to be a thing this year. Right. Um, but if Tony Romo was calling that game, I would. I, I'd kick well, that right tells you all you like, need right. to know, yes. right? That he is worth that money for sure. Weird, right? I, it, for me, it's interesting. And again, I, I used to work for ESPN, then Fox, now ESPN. I think Troy Aikman is right there with him, but some people, he's not their cup of tea. I like Troy. You know, Joe, um, Joe Buck naked though is a little much for me. But yeah. uh, Joe I, Buck, um, man, look, if if we were handing out free murder passes, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably murder him. It's I, either I would put, I would put him and Tim uh, McCarver. And in a, in a, I would just, I would tie a big rock around both their necks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw yeah. their ass into the ocean. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go running for the rock necessarily, but no, he, uh, he's got a book out, by the way. 
Oh yeah, who um, Tim McCarver or no, Joe Buck? Uh, Joe Buck, and it was sent to us. I think by like publicist or something. Like, yeah. Hey, would you consider having it on the show? I was like, yeah, fuck it. I read. I just I just came through. And I read one of the chapters. I couldn't believe it. One of the chapters was about he's addicted to getting hair implants, like plugs. Yeah. And he got it, like, just kept doing it over and over again. And it started to ruin his family life and all this other shit. Oh, Addicted to getting hair. Like, That's crazy. Hair that implants. Plus. Insane. So. Here I am just shaving my head every chance I get. Yeah, you've got you a know. two o'clock shadow. Well, that, like, I will never lose my hair, and I wish, I, you know. But uh, in terms of calling other sports, I, FS1 gave me an opportunity to call a national college football game in 2015. Which was, one do you remember? It was uh, Arizona at Washington. So high-profile coaches, Ooh, Chris Peterson, Rich yeah, yeah. Rodriguez. and uh, Peterson's got a new job. Yeah. It was 49-3 to Washington. But dude, with that Husky Stadium backdrop with the boats coming up, I Gorgeous. mean, it was for me, even an NFL guy, it was an incredible thing. Uh, but I would love to get a chance to call an NFL game. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I certainly uh, Is that in the feel... cards over at ESPN? Do they say, hey, man, do they ever sit you down and say, is there anything else you want to do? Well, certainly at Fox, had we still been there, I was definitely on a trajectory where uh, I'm hopeful that I would have gotten an NFL opportunity at some point in time. For me, it might be about trying to get some preseason games so I can at least get some repetitions. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm so <laughs> just embedded with all of this UFC stuff and doing 25 or so of these a year that to even right. think about calling a football game. Like, dude, when FS1 had me do that game, I was freaking out. I've never been so nervous for an assignment in my life because really? I wasn't in a college football flow at all. But I, you fake it, right? You make yeah, yeah. sure you're ready to go. And uh, I literally did not parent my kids that week. I locked myself in a room <laughs> and did my charts and memorized those rosters. But I, when I got that assignment, I probably shouldn't admit this, I, I don't think I could have named a single player on Arizona or Washington. I mean, talk about not qualified, sure. but you lean on your skills and you put in the work and... Uh, just so natural for me calling football because I grew up watching it more yeah. than anything else, more than mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a lifelong martial artist. So it's much more natural for me calling the stick and ball sports. Have you ever been paired up with somebody who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about? And you knew it. You know, thankfully in the UFC, I've been pretty blessed. Certainly there were times back in the day where I'm looking to my left thinking like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> um, the fuck uh, did he just say? Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, I think what's interesting is just all these NFL guys, for the most part, they get the same broadcast partner for 17 weeks. And Joe Rogan, obviously, is a staple on pay-per-view. I work with him about 10 times a year. But I've worked with, I think, 15 different broadcast combinations in the UFC. Mm. And that's more than a lot of play-by-play guys will do their entire career. So, uh, it's, You know what? It's actually great practice, though. Yeah, for sure. Because <clears throat> if, you're, if you're with the same person for all of this shit, then you start to lean on them. You know their tendencies. Yep. And then if you get called to do something else... You're fucked because you you know somebody's gonna jump in and right. step on you, and then uh, I think that's really great practice for the future. Yeah, you're a, a young, is... young looking dude. You can hang in the business for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, right? I, this this gig has really beat up my voice, right? Doing these seven and a half hour broadcasts, you put in a couple video games, which are just terrible for your voice. And the, the international travel and everything. I don't know. I'm hopeful that I can call fights into my 60s, but I sitting here at 41, like I I don't know, you know. But if you look at Rogan, right, he's going on average three hours of podcast yep. per day, then stand up on yeah, the weekends, yeah. and then calling fights, vocals, a lot of vocals. So it's one of those things. It's like a muscle. Your your voice will yeah. get used to it. Now the video game thing uh, is interesting. I, I'd like to chat about that for a second because yeah. we were talking about it before we got on air. Now, that, if you did that every day, would absolutely huh. destroy your voice. Yeah, that's hell. I did 92 hours solo for EA Sports UFC 3 and uh, wouldn't wish it upon my, my worst enemy. You know, it's just a lot of repetition. Back? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
I might. I might. <laughs> that no, bad? I mean it's obviously it's it's thrilling to be a part of something mm-hmm. that's going to withstand the test of time and everything else, but it is just such a daunting task. And when you're doing high intensity stuff for a fight that's playing out in front of you, yeah. I think maybe <clears throat> you're using your diaphragm more properly and you're just broadcasting more naturally. Mm-hmm. When you're doing high intensity stuff for a video game, it's like you're just sitting there by yourself veins popping out of your neck i just feel like you're run, running the risk of not using your voice properly and doing damage but you're right i think the rogan point is a salient one and uh that that encourages me but uh i don't know i don't know how long i am for uh for all the international travel with the three kids and everything else but we'll see maybe Travel's they, brutal isn't it maybe they should put you in a pen with like a cougar or something and it's chasing you around Oh, that'll get you in the fucking atmosphere where you yeah. need to be using your correct. You'll just be right. sh- shrieking the whole time. I think it's a simulation like that would yeah. probably over and over again. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you look at like a Nazi Osborne. I mean, Jesus oh, Christ. Right. Uh, how do you do that for 40 years? Yeah. Um, we because we, we did a gig with Jack Shit, 40. He's he's in his fifth decade now. Of 50 years being, oh, of that's being right. a performer. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a, a gig with Jack, his son. <laughs> and um uh, they were doing what the fuck was it called? Rock the something in Jacksonville, right? So we got to go backstage and see, you know, the warm ups and the things. Right. And when you're that close to him and you hear him going through that, my God, man, I I just looked at him and I was like, stop, just, right, 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 just go, just go sleep, like right. go to <laughs> sleep it off, you know. Yeah. But he loves it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He, and, he, uh, that's clearly what he loves to do is perform. Yes, because otherwise, why in the fuck would he put himself through all that shit? But he's right. got it timed down, like because I—I I mean, I was literally two, you know, two feet next to him during the whole performance. He's literally got it timed down to where, in between gaps and breaths, like he's spitting, drinking water. Uh, he's got some form of something that he's wiping across his yeah. thing, and you're—not blow, obviously, but like right. like a Vicks vapor rub or something. You're just like, oh my god, dude. It was like a it was like a boxer just trying to get whatever it, it takes. Yeah. Man. And I'm like, why are you? All I can think of was, why are you doing this to yourself? Well, you guys perform and a lot of people in my family say, oh, you know, you, you miss the you would miss the performance. It's like, well, I don't know, you know, but probably maybe, you know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. There's I, there's been some times like we'll do some gigs in like L.A. Um, mm-hmm. Try to stack celebrities and things like that. Uh, just because mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, you never know who's going to respond to what audience wise. And I think we did nine in one day once, nine shows in one day. Um, and then I did seven the next day. So I did 16 in two days. And wow. after that week, I was like, I'm, I'm good. I never want to do this again. Flew back from L.A. And, you know, it was like 48 hours later. It was like, great. When's the next show? Yeah. Like, right. That's what happens. Yeah. You get the itch. No, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you, I want to talk about your podcast. Yeah, no, it's good. Every Monday, you know, Anakin Florian podcast, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary, so uh, I wish I had more time to devote to it. You know, I'm sure I could lean on Dan in terms of a lot of the things that I could do to maximize it. Just hired a video producer. We're trying to do more content on Instagram, cutting up all the content and all that stuff. But for me, it's like it just is like even a week like this, right? It's hard for me to, you know, prioritize that show every Monday. I mean, I certainly devote my whole Monday to it, but it's like, dude, I'm calling the pay-per-view this weekend. You yeah, know? So right. it's like, even well, though I mean, there's some crossover do there. Do you know how interesting it would be for people to listen to a podcast and hear you talk through your preparation for all this yeah. every week? Yeah. That would be, and you're doing, you're just doing your job, but you're letting people listen to you do your job. That would be very yeah. compelling. I would listen to that. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people don't understand the preparation it takes going into any calling any live sporting event. Right. It's crazy because if you miss something, yeah, 
People don't forget. Like Booger no. McFarlane, that guy gets fucking destroyed. He doesn't prepare Monday night. for anything. Dude. It seems like it, but <laughs> we probably know that that's not true. He probably does prepare. But, you know, we, that's a lot of air time to fill. Yeah. yeah. For Booger well, McFarlane. And the preparation, right? That's all. My anxiety is all rooted in the preparation. I think mm-hmm. I said that to you guys last time. The anxiety is really, at this point, not in the performance. It's about all the work that I have to do to get to fight night. And yeah. I think for a lot of people in the business, maybe their preparation deviates from show to show. I, for the most part, put in the identical number of hours for every show mm-hmm. and for every fighter from J.J. Aldrich to Connor. And yeah. uh, I just feel like if you just keep that part of it in check then the rest hopefully will take care mm. of itself but i mean dude i've made mistakes dude this guy Corey anderson one mm. of the best light heavyweights in the world mm. we did a phone call and uh something got lost in translation so i thought he had a two-year-old son and another on the way yeah so the guy wins the fight i'm like oh going home to his two-year-old son and he had no kids so he's got women and people in his past reaching out like well you got a fucking kid now and so <laughs> i got a high high profile fighter reaching out to me being like bro like I, my kid's gonna be born in two months. I don't have a two year old, you know. Yeah. So uh, that it's, reminds it's me of this. Not really, always perfect. Uh, I saw a good idea for a prank recently, and basically what you do is you write, "I'm pregnant, call me," and put it on your friend's car. <laughs> yeah. To see what happens. It happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. I get a. We have another sick buddy who just throws earrings. That's me. Oh, is that you? That is me. I do that all the time. Yeah. Dirt bag. I buy, I buy, <laughs> I buy earrings from like uh, Goodwill and shit. Like we go into Goodwill and buy stupid wardrobe clothes right. and stuff all the time. But I'll buy women's jewelry and I'll just like if I see an open car window, sometimes I'll just like <laughs> toss one I earring. That in was there. Charlie Classic. Yeah, because I mean, look, if you find an earring or a lipstick in there, like. Which has happened all the, all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, God damn it. Um, I may have ruined some lives. That is, know, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, it's awful. No, but if you're, if, you're, if you're a woman out there and you found some weird, like, old piece of jewelry in your husband's car, it's probably me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I probably did that. And he Props from the Titanic. Yeah, my bad on that one. Uh, <laughs> I was bored. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Yeah. One of, um, one of my best friends in the world, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Um, Why doesn't he have a fucking podcast? He does. He actually has a podcast that predates the fucking Joe Rogan experience. Oh, come wow. on. Are and he's still doing again, it? it is I've such a minor cornerstone of what he does mm-hmm. that uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't know that he devotes as much time to that as his other endeavors. We need to get did him. he ever think to... he would be bigger than his brother, Michael? He would be. Because uh, he is now. Really flattered to hear you say that, right? I, but what does Michael call now? And Michael, look, Michael's one of the greatest of all time. You know, obviously everybody knows. Let's get ready to rumble, like that. Right, that's, right. And then Bruce is, uh, what's his big catchphrase? It's time. It's time. It's time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He'll um, probably sue me for saying it. It's, it's is he like big, Trump? He's bigger though. With the with the you're fired thing, did he? Did he, he trade Oh, they he trade uh, they have made a lot of money on Let's Get Ready to Rumble, yes. and it's time from people. Uh, you know, Bruce manages Michael's career and has I did not for know years. That. Yeah, no shit. So, but so he, Let's Get Ready to Rumble was trademarks like I mean from the get go. As like, well, dude, it he's been be, yeah. cashing if you in on that for read years. about trademark law in textbooks, you'll come yeah. across Let's oh, Get yeah. Ready to Rumble. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Interesting. interesting. But no, it's been incredible for me to watch Bruce rise because I tweeted like 10 years ago bruce buffer greater than michael buffer and people were just all over that tweet good and bad there was just such mass opinion on that topic and i've always thought that bruce just brought so much more to a live event i mean let's get ready to rumble is obviously iconic Iconic, all respect to michael but 
Bruce is such an integral part of our live event experience. His energy sells tickets. Yeah. Like this dude in Brazil mm. is legitimate B-list celebrity on billboards, you know, ad campaigns. Like, is he single? Very much so. Oh, does he enjoy the fruits of his labor? Yeah, he uh, overseas. Yes, he's done pretty well over the years. Yeah, I, yeah. Bet, I bet he's not tapping out at the end of the night. No, and uh, man, any number of suitors. I mean, this dude walks into an arena in Brazil, and uh, the fans they they go bananas. You know, I wonder how many times do you think he said that catchphrase in bed. Right, right before he, <laughs> right before he comes, he says it's time, yeah. it's time, and then it, boom, you're you're in it, you know. Because if just, you if he even if the woman knew him and knew what he was all about, knew that thing, if he yelled that in the same voice right before he, it, it would, she would be sh- so shocked uh, that oh. she wouldn't be able to react. She's like, what? What? Oh, oh. It's, it's, it's time. It's like yeah. it's yeah. stuff hitting her face. If it's, you put Michael on Facetime. So right before they <laughs> yes. have sex, right. let's get ready to rumble. Then they bone, <laughs> and then right as he pulls out, it's it's time. That's, oh god, <laughs> the ultimate buffer experience across the board. That, well, dude, you're gonna give him a business idea with this ultimate buffer experience. <laughs> but it's time is so applicable, so much more yeah. applicable than let's get ready to. I mean, it's time to brush your teeth. Right, I pitched him these children's books. Like it's yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he has struck gold for sure, and uh, we're lucky to have him. I'll be having dinner with him Saturday night after the fights. Good, it's great. Where do you guys go to celebrate? So it's, steak, it really depends. Seafood? It's just a caloric binge. It'll be four thousand plus calories. I don't know what it'll be exactly, but I will gorge myself. Oh, fit into it. these tiny suits and then just yeah, let it all go. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. God damn Good it. for you. I love it. But uh, uh, it's not always Vegas, right? So sometimes we get off the air in Wichita, Kansas, and oof, uh, oof. You had to go to the. Uh, Go to the fucking Olive Garden or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Joe strangle bait and shot. <laughs> we strangle bait and then we give you fresh salmon. We yeah, had a uh, we have a dolphin farm in Nebraska. You can beat your own <laughs> so you basically you walk in and it's an aquarium, big aquarium, right? And you get a baseball bat when you walk in, you just beat your own dolphin to death and they carve it up for you right there. Yeah. How about that? Because you can uh, eat it raw. Yeah. You can yeah. eat it raw. It goes on, on This rain. is sushi gray dolphin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very <laughs> high grade dolphin meat. <laughs> Only the finest. Uh, now's the point in the show we get to the revolutionary. No, that is not right. Wrong that show, is my bitch. Other show. How, I've done a lot of shows this week. We just landed in Vegas. Drinking bro of the week. Um, is somebody who's inspired you and helped you uh, in your career. Um, you t- you chatted about somebody last time, and I believe it was your brother. Is there anybody else you want to? Well, there's a lot of people. I do want to say I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out, and, and it's certainly a highlight of me to come spend a couple hours with you guys here during fight week. You know, I don't think that anybody who's had any modicum of success in life gets there without like yeah. a lot of help and oh, tons, uh, yeah. luck, if you want to call it that, whatever else. But uh, two guys for me, Anthony Pepe and Kieran Portley. But the first guy to give me a chance on radio and the first guy to give me a chance on television because I just want to be a radio guy. I want to be 190 pounds without any cameras in my face. Yeah. And I was at ESPN radio and, and they were auditioning some radio people for TV and, uh, Kieran Portley, I auditioned. He thought I had Tourette's syndrome because I had like a twitch on camera Mm. and I still, it's still something that I battle to this day, trying to keep my body quiet. But, uh, those two men without them seeing something in me, like none of this shit happens. So, uh. Is the twitch because of uh, nerves or excitement? No, it's it's it's. I don't know that it's anything. It's just that I move a lot when I talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for me to sit still. Dan has the opposite of that. <laughs> you, yeah, you're very still. I'm dead inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's uh, he looks. It's a, it's a lot like Mount Rushmore. It just doesn't move. It's yeah. just a face mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah. move. Um, Have you ever called sports, either? You guys? No. 
I don't. I mean, th- other than the the intercourse, I you had, had to have done something. <laughs> I I had to call a bodybuilding contest. It was one of my very first gigs in L.A. in Redondo Beach. Oof. And I thought going into it that it was going to be sexy, hot women, bikinis, that whole shit, and and not you know. I learned very quickly how disgusting it was. I mean, people were chocolate, literally, uh, yeah, like right, chocolate, right, spray tans to right, the, right. the hilts. Um, and it smells. It stinks so bad yeah. back there for the men and women. Yeah. So the spray tans and the, the sweat, and then they're working out too, like last pumps and all that shit, and then the diuretics. So the, yeah. all the bathrooms smelled like Ugh. fucking Stale urine. Del Taco. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was awful. Del and Taco. Uh, I had to call that and you know announce that and the people and, and all the shit. And uh, that that is as close as I've gotten to some form of a sporting yeah. event. Yeah. And I did not enjoy that. Yeah. Um, whereas I look at, like take football, for example, right? Um, there's so many commercial breaks that I think that would be a blast. Whereas if you're just going for yes. four hours straight on something or seven in his case, yeah. no, yeah, football's yeah, it, a different beast for sure. It's like you blink, it's halftime, you get a 12 minute break. It's, it's quick for cause, sure. Cause I look at, I always look at Rogan versus Stern in that regard of like, all right, Stern's on for like five hours a day, technically, but with the commercial breaks and everything, he's probably on three. Right. And then you can always peek back at your notes or something you've written down. Um, whereas Rogan, you, you're just going yes. for three, three and a half hours, whatever happens, happens. Same with the, I feel like it's like that with the UFC where it's just like, all right, cool, man. If nobody gets knocked out, you're going to be there for 90 fucking hours yeah. calling this shit. And you've got to fill all that time. Well, we had three title fights last December at UFC 245, and they all went into the 24th or 25th minute, right? Mm. So at the <laughs> end of your night, you've already called nine or 10 fights and got three title fights that give you almost an hour and a half of fighting. Uh, that's half a, a television broadcast in its entirety for an NFL game. So, uh, yeah, that's been uh, something to get used to. But I got to say, like, you were talking off the air about the power of the live sporting event, mm-hmm. you know, in this day and age. And in my line of work, when you get a taste of calling a live sporting mm-hmm. event to go back to a studio and sit behind a desk, as that, that at one point in my life, that was exciting. I want to be a sports center anchor. Now, sure. like I see that I don't want to go be a highlight machine sitting behind a mm, desk. I want right. to be out doing a live event. So uh, I hope that that in seeing that side of it didn't, you know, forever ruin the other side of it for me, you know, but it's very, very exciting. Yeah. With us in the sports show on Wednesdays, uh, I feel like one of the luckiest dudes on the planet. because we get to go to the biggest mm-hmm. sporting events every two weeks, uh, anywhere uh, and all sports where it's just like, all right, cool. I'm to the point now if, if I'm at home watching it, I'm, pissed or it's, it's yeah. not the same experience anymore because sure. i you walk into these arenas or or stadiums and it's the energy in there you can't replicate it and you can't tell anybody what it's like and then sometimes magic happens right and you're like oh my god everything is exploding at once you may not get that at any other right? sporting events where it's just like ah oh, shit man um so what's your next uh trip uh we usually go to the sports. super bowl yeah, March Madness. March Madness Super Bowl. It's coming up soon. Um, I, got to, I got to go to the Masters a couple years ago, and I took my, my father. And that's a whole other experience where I don't know if you've been. No, um, I wish. It, it is like the, the, my best description is this. It, it's probably what heaven looks like inside where you yeah. drive into this weird shitty town. I'm from, I'm from Georgia. He's from South Carolina. Mm. And um, you drive into Augusta, and it looks like a shithole. There's a fucking Hooters out there. 
Um, John Daly's got a camper out and he's signing girls' tits. There's sure. a military base real. right down the street, which is never a good sign for a city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless it's San Diego. That's a pretty good one. Otherwise. Yeah, and so you're like, all right. And there's cars just lined up and you're just parking and you're like, well, I, I guess it's cool, you know? And then you go through the gates and it is adult Disney World where you're just like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Uh, beers are like three bucks. Sandwiches are two dollars. You you buy a chair for forty bucks, and on the back of it, there's a slot for a business card. Now, with that chair, you, and you get to keep it and take it home. It's like a the, the right. masters that a whole official thing. Yeah. You know, you can hear the music in your head. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so you pick whatever hole you want, put your chair down, and it's an honor system where it's like, hey, no one will sit there, no one will push your chair out of the way. It'll be there all day, so you can go as early as you want when it opens at six a.m. and you can stay. So the last, very last golfer finishes the final hole. You could stay for 12 hours if you wanted to. Wow. And it's beautiful. You could eat sunny side up eggs right off the greens. And I mean, it's, it, it was one of those perfect experiences Man. where you're like, shit, that's one thing that I would love to, to keep going yeah. back to. Um, and then Super Bowls as well, where it's just, you know, everybody in the world is watching that. Right. Every single human yeah. on the planet is watching that and you're there. Yes. And everybody's like, oh, shit. That's, <clears throat> see, I've been, I went to my first Super Bowl last February and you just nailed it. What I've been trying to sort of figure out what made it feel so special. And I think it is that that's the epicenter of the, not just the sports world, but the world. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I can't believe you're there. I mean, yeah. shit, this national championship game. You know how many people watched? No, I didn't. 26 didn't million. 26 million watched that. Man. 26 million people watch that fucking game. That's a lot. It's a lot. I, and that's, that's not even the highest for college football. No. But, like, yeah, it's one of those things. Again, you start going to all of this, and you, you kind of get addicted to it. And then right. once you are at a shitty event, you're like, oh, man, fuck, I wish I was at this other thing yeah. or whatever. Um, well, I mean, on a, let's be real. The Super Bowl this past year was kind of a shitty event. It was. It's the like, most boring uh, well, goddamn it, game I've ever seen in my life. you're a Patriots fan in the building, right? Correct. Um, <laughs> no, that, no that's, that's, that's the truth. But it was, it's just so tense if you got a, a dog in the fight that uh, the last well, thing did we you, were thinking did you about bet on the was Rams? the punting. Oh, heavy. Because he always bets on the Yankees yeah. whenever they play the Red Sox to kind mm, of double yeah. down because maybe my, maybe my bad luck on betting will... Right. Sure. And if the Yanks win the World Series or the pennant, uh, then you you try to soften the blow a little bit. But no, every year since 97, I've been betting on the Yanks to win the American League pennant and the World Series. <laughs> uh, did you bet on the Red Sox to I get never popped bet. for cheating? Oh, I know. Jeez. It's <laughs> ugly. It's ugly. Man, how about Manager's those? gone. I think this one's yeah. going to go deeper. I mean, it, uh, it, it I don't keeps know. going. Dude, Beltran just got fired today. You hear about Altuve with the, he's wearing like a buzzer yeah, and a shirt and shit like I that? I mean, and like I'm weird. not sure. I, I think... It's going to be worse for the Astros and the Red Sox, but we'll see. But I just, dude, the trash can banging, the details are just crazy. And then you think about these guys who, Altuve and Bregman, and just fucking, yeah. they're literally up to yeah. your knee and fucking best players in the game. You yeah. just, it's hard not to just wonder. And they've been, they, so they've been going back and analyzing all of the plays, right? From that, because uh, that, the Yankees series won seven games. Right. And it was a walk-off by Altuve against Chapman. Chapman throws 100. Every single pitch. But the ball that he hit out was an off-speed pitch, and he's, he's all the way up to the line in the box. How do you know a guy that's throwing 100 every fucking pitch, right, right, right. But, but magically you know to get to the, the top of the box? 
to hit that pitch out of the yeah. park. Look, I mean, stealing signs is part of the game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, but just not with... Using technology to, to help do that. Like, banging trash cans around or on all that stuff, I don't have a problem with that. If you came across the sign legitimately, right. then you can use whatever. But if you've got, like, a little buzzer in your shirt and you hit a home run off a guy and you're warning the people at home plate not to rip your shirt open so the fucking umpire doesn't see it, that seems right? like... Yeah. Look, it's a gray area, a lot of this stuff with baseball and science ceiling, but that is a pretty black and white issue, I believe. So, but when you start to talk about vacating championships, right? I mean, it's like you're not taking rings from these players. I mean, I guess you can require that they take banners down and things like that. But yeah. uh, Well, you look at Reggie Bush. They took his Heisman Trophy away. Yeah. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how deep this is going to get, but this is a, a, a very, like, besides the strike I've, I've, and the yeah, steroids. 94 was bad. I think this is going to be pretty bad, yeah. too. And yeah. it's, it's interesting because uh, the managers are getting one-year suspensions and the GMs and shit that are tied up in right. this stuff, what's going to happen to Altuve? Is he going to get a year suspension for that? Because I feel like he kind of should. Like, he's just as deep. A.J. Yeah. Hench, Hench was just a pussy, right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't have the balls. That, he's a young coach, yep. young manager. He didn't have the balls to go tell the guys, hey, knock the shit off. You're going to get caught. Like, he said, I was against it. I even broke the device they were using to do it. Yeah, but you're the manager. Just bench him. Well, right. Yeah. What right. the fuck are you talking about, dude? But anyways, he got a year suspension, and he wasn't even really involved in it. Nah, so Altuve, Altuve was like balls deep in oh, that shit. Man, yeah. I, I don't I feel know if like they're going to punish players. I feel like he's got to get if you if you're going to if you're going to punish the manager. I feel like you got to go after the player too. Right? I do believe though, at least when talking about the 2017 New York Yankees, mm-hmm. right? That's tough, man. You know, oh, I mean, it's like I CC's at was so pissed. that was yeah. that was his last chance. I mean, yeah. he never he never won a ring, right? No. So no. that would that would have been. Cleveland. <laughs> well, he he got close that year. We went over to Milwaukee. What was that 2012? Yeah, they made the. Uh, he, he's shuttled MLCS. around to, to yeah. contender to contender, but um, anyways, he never won one, and that's a big reason why I think that 2017 Yankees team definitely had a shot to yeah, win the World yeah. Series. Uh, and then lastly, like I think that's why a lot of people were getting driven to UFC. Um, is sports like baseball or are changing? Where fuck the last baseball game I went to was a, a Cleveland Indians game um, this last summer. Um, a friend of mine was up there at uh, the Cleveland uh, Mayo Clinic getting cancer treatments. We took him to a game. And we sat behind home plate. We always get great tickets for all this stuff. The, the netting went over our heads all the way back. So all the lower level seats were completely netted top to front. Right. And I'm like, I felt kind of caged in where I was just like, These foul balls are just going above you and then just kind of. Just resting there for a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of feels like you're at one of those old country bars where the band is separated by chain, Roadhouse. Yeah. chain link fence. Yeah, Roadhouse. Like, like that's for the blind guy. Yeah. So he doesn't get a beer <laughs> smashed in his face. I'm a fan. Like, I, I used to go as a kid for right. foul balls and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. And, like, I just, it felt weird. Like, I was in a, a bubble. Whereas the UFC, if you're, when, when you're there, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. At any moment, especially right. the, the Khabib fight, like Crazy. at any moment, yeah. they can no, hop I, the cage. I, and, and it feels awesome. For people who, who are reticent to embrace the UFC, I just, just come to a live event, mm. right? Yeah. I just come to one live event. And it's because for me, as a boxing journalist, it wasn't until I went to my first live MMA event in 2007 in fucking Tunica, Mississippi. And saw the sport live. Uh, I was like, man, holy mm-hmm. shit, you know. And I've been all in ever since. You know? I'm all in on Tunica. I got a I got <laughs> one bedroom there. If you want to, uh, nice. Want to timeshare it with me? You let, let me know. know. Yeah, I'm in. Bring the I'm wife in. and kids up there. My <laughs> first wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the second, you know. Yeah, well, do whatever you want. 
Um, who is your second wife, by the way, celebrity-wise? Who are you going with? I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've always loved Jennifer Lopez, but... Uh, really? Know, yeah. Going older, huh? Yeah. She's married to a Yankee, bro. How yeah, can you okay. say, How can okay. you even well, say that? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't necessarily gravitate towards older women, but she was the first name that came to mind. But I do like ethnic women and black women mm. and Asian women. Yeah, yeah, Right, honey? Right, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Casey Musgraves these days. What about I, Casey Anthony? Uh, love to, but I, you couldn't tell your buddies, obviously. Why not? Eh, it's one of the, it's one of those things where like you you're not going to take Casey. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> going? You meet back up with some friends. You go to your high school reunion. Oh, <laughs> you haven't seen them in ten years. Yeah. And you bring in Casey Anthony. And, no, you don't like second wife, and yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah, twenty year reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say we ended on a Casey Anthony joke. Yeah, let's do it, John. I appreciate it. My pleasure. <laughs> Looking forward uh, to tomorrow night's. McGregor um, versus Cowboy. Uh, saddle up, partner. Saddle up, little cowboy. <laughs> Did anybody ever say that to you during press this week? Saddle up, cowboy. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. It's probably the last time here. Dan, Dan, Holloway. I'm Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. <laughs>